Hungry Baby, episode 28 of the Rags and Dishes podcast. I'm your host, Max Messier-Richter, and with me as always is Dan Cotter. Dan, how are you today? I'm doing wonderful. So, everyone, this will be kind of a, a landmark episode. A landmark episode. Because this will be the first episode where we have a guest that did never work that <laughs> Wow, how embarrassing you stay in the establishments, Dave. Yeah, I mean, I could bleep it out, though. <laughs> it so, be funny, uh, though. Today we have the master of coffee himself, Mr. Mark Hunley. What's happening, boys? Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so strange. Mark, I have been hounding this dude for the past two weeks to get up in this booth. Yeah, and it's true. It's true. I've been putting it off, but So, Mark, for our <laughs> listeners that don't know you, yes, why don't you give us a little background into your career? Sure. Um, so, let's see. I mean... It goes back to the beginning first. I mean, just like the basics, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been basically working in some form of coffee shop for uh, the last, like, 20 years. Nice. Um, Ever since Central Perk. Exactly, yeah. Nice. Friends, friends really inspired Wait, me. since to, what? Uh, friends. Central Perk. There's a coffee it? shop from Friends that they all hung out at. Oh, I don't watch that fucking shitty show. <laughs> what was that guy's name? Gunther? Who was the oh, weird yeah. guy? Gunther. Oh, yeah. yeah, he inspired me to be a weird I was going to say... <laughs> I know that Mark is a Seinfeld man. So. Oh, yeah, exactly. Listen, they each have their place. Yeah. So what was the first coffee shop you ever worked at? So, I mean, the first coffee shop I ever worked at was this place um, in Woonsocket. It was called Hava Java. Oh, yeah. Getting into it. And in so, Woonsocket. Oh, yeah. So Hava um, Java is, like, it's famous. A, yeah, it's a, legend. Oh. it's a pretty wild place. Um, and, you know, I... It was like a one of those things. I ended up dating this girl. She moved to Kentucky, and I like kind of went there and like followed her for a hot minute to Kentucky. Yeah, you like I was like I was like I was gonna go visit her and stay with her for like a few months, whatever. This whole thing. Uh, about a week into my trip, I got pulled over driving with a suspended license oh, in Jesus. Kentucky, and wow. so I got arrested, and they like threw me in jail. <laughs> Brought you right to Mitch McConnell's so, office. Yeah, so <laughs> I gotta spent, see the principal. I, I spent the night in like a holding cell, which was just like laughable to see me in two thousand one. I didn't think this uh, was gonna go so quickly into a behind bars. Yeah, edition. I was like, I was gonna make a comment that we finally have a, a host that hasn't been to jail. <laughs> I mean, a host. I'm yeah. sorry, a guest. So, wow. so yeah, so I spent the night in this holding cell, and it was like me and a bunch of dudes, and like. They gave me like this like blanket and like a really thin pillow to lay on this like cot that had no mattress on it. it How many like, tattoos did you have at the time? I had zero tattoos. Okay. Um, Damn. Then everything changed. Yeah, and I yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Something happened. Um, that Kentucky jail. And so it was cold as hell. Like they had the AC like blasting in this place and I was fucking freezing and like scared because I'm just like a wimp and I'm like, what am I fucking doing? Like what <laughs> am I going to do? Jailhouse. Uh, and I remember like laying on this like a uh, cot that was like just like a sheet metal type of cot yeah and, um i'm just like bony as hell i'm like so uncomfortable and i'm like using this blanket to like kind of cushion myself a little bit and uh i got up to go to the bathroom and there was this dude in, like the bunk across from me who had been there for a bit and he like reached over and like stole my blanket oh. and they all started laughing at me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so I just laid down cold and afraid. Oh, he just asserted like, dominance uh, so okay. quickly. Okay, so, but yeah, tie this in. Okay, I'm yeah, like so, a little lost here. So so I had to call my parents and like, you know, just fall on my sword and be like, You guys, I, I fucked up. I need you to bail me out, all this shit. So I do that. I come back home and they're like, You need to, you know figure it out. You owe us a bunch of money. We paid for the court fees, stuff like that. Yeah. And so my neighbor at the time owned this coffee shop, Hava Java. And he was like, Oh, I'll hire you if you want. Now, wait a minute because me and Dika are big sport guys. Yeah. And this was Mr. Baldelli. Yes. Oh no. Correct. This is Rocco Baldelli's oh, no. father. 
Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Arguably the greatest athlete in Rhode Island history, Rockwell. The pride of Hendrickson. He's not even the best hitter from Rhode Island, dude. Paul Canerco, bro. <laughs> Paul Canerco's from Paul Rhode Island. Paul Canerco's from Rhode Island. No way. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he's from yeah, Rhode Island. But Rocco Baldelli, like plagued by injury, would have had a much better career than Paul Canerco. Oh yeah, he yeah. was sick. Yeah, and Damn. he's still killing it. He's like a coach now and stuff Yeah, he like coaches that. the twins. Or he's the manager of the twins. Yeah. Manager. Yeah. Um so 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 my neighbor's like, you can come work at this coffee shop, you know, uh, I'll give you a job. You know, just so you know, it's like all girls that work there. You would be the only guy working there. And I was like, Nice. Okay. Yes. I was like, cool. So I start this job. It's like, you know, fake flavored coffee. It's basically like a Dunkin' Donuts, yep. but in one socket and has its own personalized flair. You know, yeah. they sold like scratch They're tickets like randomly. New England they for Dunkin'. Scratch offs? Dude, yeah, they sold sick. like scratch offs and stuff. So it was that's like, hardcore. you know, that's gully everyone's shit. like using their tips to buy a $5 scratch. <laughs> so, and this place was inside a building that was shared with a pawn shop and a check cashing booth. Yeah. Were all this the is the most wood socket <laughs> shit I've ever heard. And and uh, Mr. Baldelli, Rocky, he he owned everything in there. So uh, so I started working there, um, and I just kind of liked it. Actually, like it was cool. Like I kind of like was into it, and I kind of found a groove. I had never worked at a coffee shop before. Yeah. Um, and so after like four and a half years, he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I really don't know. And he's like, you should buy this place from me. And I was like, I don't have money. Okay. So <laughs> sure I thing rock. Know, talked to my parents. My parents <laughs> like, you know, trying to help me get ahead type of thing. So they were able to like co-sign for some stuff for me. And I ended up, you know, purchasing this place. And I was pretty dumb at that time. I was like t- barely 25 and thought like, Okay, I've worked here for a bunch of years. Like, I can totally do this. Yeah, you know, I had, no, I had no fucking clue. Damn, um, twenty five though, getting to like have your own business. Though. Yeah, but That's I mean, you know, it's like one of those things. Parents helped me out, and it's like I re- quickly realized how like fucked I was. Where it was like, shit, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, so I I did that for you know maybe another four years. Um, but yeah, I mean. There's a lot of story. I mean, I could just go on with stories about just my time of a job. Yeah, I mean, well, please do. do I, I'm loving this idea of Rocco Baldelli <laughs> taking his like meager major league like salary and uh, becoming like some woodsocket slumlord guy where he's just owning like no, but it's his, it was, no, 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 no. It it's was his Rocco's father. father. Yeah, so <laughs> even better. Yeah. So I wasn't Rocco. <laughs> no, yeah. So so the funny thing is, is like you know. The guys that all worked in the pawn shop and the check cashing store were all big sports guys. Yeah, I you can know, imagine. That was yeah. And so as I started to like hang out with them more, like, you know, I would walk next door if it was slow in the coffee shop in the afternoon, yeah, I'd yeah. walk in and sit in the pawn shop with them and shit. And they'd all be drinking beers, working and stuff. And they would start like challenging me to like athletics, uh, like all the time. It like, sounds it was, like, like the Ball Brothers t- reality show. Basically. <laughs> basically. And so it, they made it like almost like a goal of theirs to try to like get me like to become an athlete. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it was like, awesome. we're going to make you into an athlete. Like you an know? honorary jock. Yeah, exactly. So it's like they had a basketball hoop outside. We'd be going outside. They'd be challenging me. It'll be like, that's cute. You know, hit a bunch of these in a row, stuff like that. You know, there was a time where they were all just hanging out and they were like, just out of nowhere, they're like, do you think you could run a mile in less than 10 minutes? And I was like, <laughs> I, I hope so. It's been a long time. You're and they like, all, do I have to? And they all put up money and they were like, we'll pay you 300 bucks if you can run a mile in under 10 minutes. Yo. So we literally closed, the, like the coffee shop closed. We drove to like a track for like the local high school down oh the street. God. I was in like jeans and like slip on vans. I haven't run in like seven There's years. People taking bets on the side, yeah. like people that you've <laughs> never seen before. Like bookies are coming out of the woodwork and stuff. Exactly. People like crawling out of the bleachers. Like, yeah, yeah. I got a hundred. I got a hundred. Uh, so so I, I did it. How, so how, I, it took me like nine and a half minutes. Damn. It was, oh, it was close. Interesting. Yeah, good and job. it was, I was hot. I was, were I you was sprinting faded. your ass off? Oh yeah. And, and like, it was, it was ugly. It was ugly for sure. Yeah, yeah. But I got 300 bucks. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. So they would do shit like that all the time. They just didn't care. They would just throw money at like stupid things. Um, cause that's just how they roll. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm sure like you got a kick out of it when like, you know, they were like, yo, hit a three and then oh, you dude. like hit it and they're just like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah. They'd be into it. Bro. 
I'll be into it for sure. You know, it's like I did my first like fantasy football league with them and shit, and they were just like making fun of every pick I made. Been there so many times. I was like picking guys that like at that point everyone knew were like injured for the season. Like you picked Saquon Barkley last year. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was just like it, it, they they just loved like fucking around and just laughing, like that was their thing, you know what I mean? Um, and yeah, I mean, there was like they had like a there was like a time where their friend who was this like little Italian guy who like is this the Mark McGuire story? Yeah, uh, I, no, I call Mark Mark oh, McGuire yeah, yeah. because. Uh, he got into this crazy baseball challenge. This was like the main thing that I was like, I got to get Mark on this podcast. And it was one of these challenges. So, uh, yeah, I want to hear all about it. So they had this little guy, his name was Steve and he was just this little short Italian guy, like real short, like Like, five, two, maybe like real Italian. Yeah. Real Italian. And like, he owned like a, like an asphalt, like a paving business, you know. Yeah. Um, nice. Sounds exactly he, which, like Joe Pesci. Which is really funny Joe because Pesci. he called he called it asphalt, which it's like that's your yeah, business. Hey, you want to show my asphalt? Yeah, right. putting down some asphalt. You Laying know? down the asphalt. You and, think my uh, asphalt's fucking funny? Huh? And then one day we were in the coffee, uh, we were in the check cashing spot, hanging out, and Steve was there, and you know, just to like antagonize the situation, they're like Stevie. You think you could hit a home run further than Mark? <laughs> and he looks at me. He's like, this kid's a fucking pussy. I'll kill him. And he's like going on. And so they. How, they, how, wait, how old were you guys? Like I how mean, old were you and how old was Steve he? Steve was like an adult, like probably late 40s at the time. Yeah. I was maybe like 26. Okay. And uh, you're in your prime, your athletic oh yeah. prime oh yeah. right there. So they like turned it into a thing. It was like they. They separated. We had, they had two coaches. I got a coach. There was like got a flyers coach. and shit. Like Liter- this weekend. Literally, they did like a tale of the tape where they <laughs> yes. had the two of us like <laughs> take exactly a photo staring at each other with like our stats. Oh um, my god! And so I got this guy Carl, who was my coach, uh, and he got uh, this kid Wade, who was his coach. And Steve was like, yeah, he's like a dad. He has like kids that are like adults at yeah. that point as well. And so we start training for he, it. He we train really, we trained for like three weeks leading up to this. Did right? you think you were gonna beat him? I was a little I was a little apprehensive at first because I was like, dude, I, I don't think I can hit home run. And he was like cocky. Yeah. Oh, he was I mean, from the second it was put in front of him, he's like, I'll fucking kill this kid. <laughs> and like it got to the point where like he was like bragging all over town about how he was I'm gonna kick this wimp at the coffee shop's ass in a home run derby contest. Come visit, come watch. He had a local pizza place that he would go to, Cumberland House of Pizza, and he'd hang out there and he'd be like, that little kid in the coffee shop, I'm going to kick his ass, like all this stuff. So he's like really he's riding promoting that hard. the show. He was up at C-Hop talking yeah. that shit. Damn. Oh, man. And so in the basement of Hava Java, yeah. there was a batting cage that Rocco used to practice <laughs> in the off season. Wow, at. so sick. Um, and so they started taking me down there like every day and it was like, all right, let's go. They'd get in there. Oh. Carl was pitching to me, stuff like this. That's awesome. And Carl in like the eighties at some point, he played for the Detroit Tigers for a little while. Wow. Damn. Um, and so, so he knew his shit. He knew his shit. And he was always like a mentor to Rocco and stuff like this. You know what I mean? He had, like, so, he had like pine resin on the oh, brim yeah. of his hat. And and classic shit. like Rocky Balboa story. Yeah. yeah. And so we were just going down there and just hitting balls like all the time. Um, Listening to Eye of the Tiger on and repeat. He, yeah. And he'd get me like all set <laughs> up. Punching raw up, meat. You know? But then, yeah, they're like doing like, you know, they took a photo of us like facing off against each other. Each of us with like a bat over our shoulder with like our stats. <laughs> and they're like sticking it up in the windows of like the check cashing booth. And they're like, hey, this is going to be happening next Friday. You know, I was joking and about so, flyers, but they yeah, actually had no, them. no. They, so. And I mean, it goes further than that. Like they uh, reserved this like little league field, um, which is actually across the street from the spot called the Beef Barn, which is like a classic spot. Yeah, the um, Beef Barn. They got someone to open up the announcer booth and turn on like the actual <laughs> scoreboard. <laughs> they paid like one of our neighbors like to be a photographer. Like he was a professional photographer. We are going to throw these photos and, up, by the way. And he came and he took photos of us. And so the day comes, I show up. Home <laughs> run derby glamour shots. Dude, <laughs> I, the day comes, and I meet Carl there, and he's like, I got something for you. 
and he goes out into his trunk and he has like his old Detroit Tigers uniform oh with like cleats that fit me and everything. Oh and he has me change into it. Brand new set of batting gloves, brand new like Louisville Slugger bat. Such a like, and move. you know what I mean. And the and the the uniform fits, and there's like photos of it. And yeah, Max I've seen the photos. Them. This so, is like an episode of Eastbound and Down or some it's, shit. Right? It's wild. So I and wait. So I how many up, people show? I show up, and there's like sixty people in the stands. <laughs> Including this guy's like entire it's like more than family. an Ocean State Waves game. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, they're playing music over it, you know, and he's telling people ahead of time, he's like, you know, if if, if I lose to that kid, I'll run naked around the field. <laughs> yeah. He was so sure of himself. His kids were there watching. All Pride cometh stuff. before the fall. So I don't remember what the final score and then was. Mark McGuire Hunley just came to the yeah, plate. I mean, I don't remember what the final score was, but you I lit him the fuck up. I lit him up. Oh my God. <laughs> and so dingers on dingers. And so after the game, the game's finishing and the guy in the uh, announcer's booth starts playing like a little like strip tease song. Cause they knew he said he would get <laughs> naked <laughs> and he just was like fuming, just pissed. Oh, he man. was pissed. Yeah, Isley Brothers comes out and, 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 and somebody was like, Oh Mark, you were, you were crushing him. And he was like, I was hitting fucking foul balls further than he was. It was like, yeah, but those don't fucking count. (laughs) Fucking foul, dude. Wait, so So, out of all the people that were there, how many people were there, like, because of you? uh, It was, I mean, it was probably close to 50-50. Like, everybody that worked at the coffee shop was there. Like, customers came. But, like, a hell of a crowd. It was a decent crowd, you know? And so it was just funny. And so you saying? The other half were people that just saw a commotion and were like, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, there was probably a few of those. But I think a lot of people were people that he was friends with that he literally was, like, hyping up. fucking take this kid Nothing better to do than come watch him kick my ass. You really can't be, like, talking shit like that if, like you weren't 100% sure that sure. you're going to win. You know what I mean? You made him go get his shine box. And that's the thing is I'm not like usually a super cocky person. So yeah. I was like nervous in the back of my head because yeah. more than anything, I just didn't want to give him the, the bragging rights for it. But then he just started cranking them out. And then and once I like, hit, once I hit like the first one out, I was like, oh, that felt good. Cause I'd never done it out of like a field yeah, at, yeah, at yeah. this point. It was just in the cage, you know? And they were like, oh, those are out. Those are out, you know? So it's like, I don't know. So they're just sick. gassing me up, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it was like, even afterwards, his kids were like talking shit to him and he's like, get in the fucking car, you know, pissed off. (laughs) And so he leaves. He he literally, he used to go to the, the pawn shop like every single day and like stop in. And nobody saw him for like two weeks. Wow. Like, the shame. Literally avoided it. Like, we would see him drive by in the truck, and you'd see him like looking in the parking lot, like seeing who's He's like, I'm not ready yet. No, not today. So, I can't face them yet. So, they ended up getting in touch with like Woonsocket, like the city of Woonsocket, because. Wait, who? Like, like the guys guys from the check cashing store after the fact. And there was a park across the street with like one of those like uh, electric signs. It was like a marquee type of oh sign. My God, no way. And so they had it changed and it said, Congrats, Winsocket home run champion Mark Hundley. Wow. And it's <laughs> fucking and amazing. Steve saw it so driving legendary. by one day with like the guy Wade, who was his coach because he worked with him during the summers. Yeah. And Wade used to come and hang out afterwards. So he would always say, Oh, Steve is so mad. For the listeners, they're talking about Wade Boggs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so he saw the sign and he was like, what are they going to have a fucking parade for him next? And then he was so <laughs> mad and it just took him so like his ego was so bruised. We about should it. option this to do a movie. This is like but, literally the right? entire movie. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so yeah, so that's the home run. That's the home run saga. Holy uh, shit. It's pretty funny. I that mean, was more riveting than the home run chase in 98 with Sosa and Maguire. Absolutely. That, that was more riveting. And there's no cheating involved either, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just performance-enhancing basement batting cages. Yeah. So, Habajaba. Yeah. Did you just ride it out until it, like... I just wrote it out until I was tapped, and I just couldn't do it anymore. And so, you know, it was kind of a situation worked out. Rocky ended up, like, buying it back, so to speak, and then he ended up selling it to somebody else who's got, like, a bunch of locations now. But it's still there. Like, it's just not called Habajaba. Um, are like the check cashing place still there? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he owns that building, so it's like his thing, you know what I mean? But like those guys, yeah, I mean, it's funny. It's like check cashing, pawn shop, coffee shop, randomly batting cage in the basement. You know, they had like a, 
like a barrel with like sandbags and stuff. And sometimes, like, I went down there and shot a gun before just to, <laughs> Dude, just to do it. You know what I mean? These are it's like, like the ingredients to make a Tampa, De- Tampa yeah. Bay Devil Rays prospect right there. Um, so it was just like a funny, weird time in my life, you know? Um, but yeah, I mean, those guys just like loved to just laugh and just like fuck around, you know? And it was just always a thing. I mean, like, they just did things so like. Not by the books, um, yeah, but people like would love them. Like popping off in the basement, people would come in on Fridays to like cash their checks, and they're like handing out beers to people who are like getting in their car and driving away. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was so mess. Like as I get older and I like am not like, just in that so, world yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah. I'm like, dude, that was like not was some like crazy <laughs> weird sketchy stuff going on, you know? But but I mean, it was their thing, and like people like loved them for it. It's like you couldn't like do wrong in in their eyes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people thought they were just the best. So, so after Haba Jabba, yeah, where did you go? Uh, I got a job at Seven Stars, the basically. Stars of Seven. Yes. Oh. Okay. I was thinking that that was where it went. Yeah. And so they at the time they were just like hiring for like an afternoon supervisor. The guy's like, I mean. You went for straight for a supervisor. I just job? went for a job, yeah. like because I got kind of nerdy about coffee, like towards yeah. the end of Hava Java, and I like wanted to like get into it more. Gotcha. And people were like, "Yo, that's a good spot. You can learn a lot." And so I was just like totally into it at that point. Um, so I was just like, I just want to get a job. Like I just want to learn. And they were like, "You're a little overqualified. Like you own your own place, and you're trying to get like an afternoon barista job." I was like, "Yeah, but I wasn't owning it like well." You know, this what I mean? was so, like, was this like early in Seven Stars? Like, I don't even know um, how old the Stars of Seven are. I mean, it was probably like nine years ago. We yeah, gotta, we got to look that up. How long? Yeah, been I mean, around, they've pro- I think they've probably been around. I mean, I think it was decent into their run. Um, I feel like they're like 17 years old or something okay. like that. So, yeah, they had been so, there. But I had been there for, I, you know, I was, I think it was about nine years ago. Um, so, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I just want to learn. Like, I'm just kind of into it, want to get into it, you know. And so I did that. Um, and then, like, kind of very quickly, it was like, they were like, you want to be the assistant manager? I was like, sure. And then they were like, hey, we think we're going to let go the uh, the store manager. Do you want to be the store manager? Damn, I was like, okay. Nice. And then, like, the ultimate position was, like, there was this guy who, like, was, like, the head coffee guy, you know? Ooh. Yeah. And so I was, like, I wanted that, you know? Yeah. But he was, like, there. He was pretty secure. Um, he didn't want to leave. No. I mean, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, he was in a good spot. But, like, his wife ended up getting a job. They moved to, like, New York. Oh. And so the position opened up. So nice. I was able to get in there. And that's kind of what I wanted to do. So I was like training everybody, learning how to fix machines. So how, I got to like go to Guatemala and like go to nice. one of the farms we got coffee from. That's fucking sick. Yeah, that's rad. How uh, how quick was your rise? Um, I would say you get the baking reference. I right was there. yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah. What was your proving Stupid. time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was. Uh, I would say like I got hired. I became the assistant manager and then the store manager probably in like four months nice. um, of time Damn, there. That's yeah. sick. That's pretty late right there. So, so yeah. And then maybe like four or five months after that, I got the coffee job. So, and then I worked there for a while until I left there to go work at Bolt. Um, but yeah. I don't even think of Seven Stars as like a coffee place. Yeah, I it's just like think a bakery. It a ba- like I don't for even, sure. It's because you see their bread everywhere. You yeah, go. I just oh, see sure. their bread at the supermarket or like at the farmers market. Yeah, you just got to think they're like so busy that yeah. like everybody drinks coffee there, so yeah. they just actually end up going through like an insane amount of coffee without being like primarily a coffee shop. Yeah. just because you know. Did you have any like weird customers when you were there? Yeah, I mean, there was like a few weird customers and like we we had this one guy who always used to like, even though he was told he couldn't do it anymore, he would always like tip a joint, like he'd like stick a joint in the tip jar. <laughs> that person was Tim Brennan. <laughs> wait, wait, um, which seven stars was it? The Broadway one like was where right I started. Up, right up yeah. the street here? Yeah. Oh, dude. And then I used to float around love, after I love got the, the Broadway coffee one. one but. Dude, I, one time when I worked at the fried chicken joint, um, this dude came in like, stoned out of his mind and like ordered some food and he's like yo he's like is it cool if i like go take a walk and come back in 10 minutes i was like yeah it's gonna take 10 minutes so yeah go do whatever you you know need to do and i like motion like this he's like oh yo you get it and i was like yeah bro hook me up 
For the listeners, he motioned smoking a joint. Yeah. Anyway, like, so he paid and everything, and I got his food already, and I was like, I'm going to hook this dude up, because he's, like, fucking dope. He walks into the fucking establishment, and, you know, I I hand him the food, and he's like, yo, thanks, bro, and just hands me a lit blunt, and I was just like... (laughs) It's already lit. And, like, at the time, like, we were very short-staffed, so there was, like, literally me and one other person working, and I was like, I'm taking this. Like, I'm not, like, just going to throw this out. It was... Gross, like really <laughs> bad weed. The blunt, like I don't even know what dude, like, already type, smoked what brand blunt. of blunt it was, but it was dude. It's really nasty gross. when it gets but, all resined up and you're like smoking. Ugh. But he like literally was like, put your hand out, and like it started burning my hand. It was like a lit blunt, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> so aggressive. Uh, that's good. <clears throat> tipping joints is in blunts is cool, but like first of all, not lit, and second of all, like. You do it with like your pizza delivery guys, so they're not like on camera yeah, at their yeah, workplace or up. where their boss could be over their shoulder. Like if they go to your doorstep and you're like, "Here, you want this?" Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. What questions do you have for Mark Dan? So I want to know more about Guatemala. What was that like? Oh, that was pretty wild. Um, I want to know what a coffee farm like looks like. Yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. I mean we went to a few different ones and like it's you, just like I mean I can't even remember, but they were like I mean it's like you know, hundreds and hundreds of acres of mm. land. Um, and all of them are set up differently, but typically they're like on mountains. So it's like, you know, sketchy a road that you're driving on. Like someone's driving you up there. There's and, like a, you know, a cart being pulled by a goat. Yeah. Going by. There's like stray dogs running around everywhere. You know, it's like, I saw this like dog on a coffee farm that just had like such a gnarly like head injury and it was just like hanging out. And they were like, they were like, you know, they were straight up were like, don't really make eye contact with the dogs. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck with these street dogs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was cool. It's like, you know, some of them, it's like made us food because we're like American visitors and it's like exciting. How is the also, food out there? I mean, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I mean, I'm a vegetarian, but still, I mean, it's pretty, pretty awesome. And just like the vibe of like, looking out and being like on the side of a coffee farm and being like eating food with yeah, like it's this farmer. Yeah, like, yeah, this yeah. is Hell pretty yeah. rad, you know? For sure. Um so it was cool. It was a pretty wild experience. Yeah. Is that where you get coffee from now? Like where's the best place to get coffee? No, from? I mean we we're all over the place now. Uh and Justin who we work with who was like him and I met at Seven Stars. He was like us an afternoon supervisor. And him and I like instantly like bonded and became like 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 a, like a little couple, like a little coffee nerd couple, you yeah. know, it was like the two of us. And then it's like both found out we're into like heavy metal and shit. And so it's like, he's like, yeah, dude, this is the best. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, Justin picks out most of that stuff now. Yeah. Nice. So he's all over the place though. So. Yeah. Word. Um, so, I mean, I guess my next question is how did you get down with Bolt? Um, I think, I mean, like I, I think for a while I had known Brian and Todd who started Bolt. Um, and I think at one point I kind of was like inserting myself just to like wanted to be into it. You know, it was a small kind of, they were just doing pop-ups and like weddings and stuff. Um, and I know I like helped Brian out a few times with like some like catered events and stuff like that. Did, how did you know Brian? Uh, I met him when he used to work at New Harvest Coffee. Got you. Okay. Yeah. And and Todd 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 worked there at the time yeah. as well. And so um so yeah, so you know, I kind of meeting of the minds, like yeah. the two and two. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so Justin was there and like, you know, it was like one of those things where it's like for a while I wanted to go work with them, you know what I mean? But at the time it was like super small operation and yeah. they couldn't really do it. Um, but then when they were getting ready to open like their RISD location, it was like, yo, you want to come on board? And so it was like, yeah. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of how it happened. It was like, kind of, we talked about it for a long time, but it was like, it might happen. It might, you know what I mean? We'll see kind of thing. But then when it did, um, you guys, now, now I'm kind of thinking about it and you get like bolt kind of has like a. It's like a super team coffee lineup because it's like all these people that worked at different coffee shops. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like at for the sure. Top. For sure. No, no, I mean, it, it, yeah. And I mean, it's gone beyond that, obviously. But yeah, yeah it's, it used to be super, super nerdy and stuff. And it still has its moments of that. And it's cool. But um, yeah, uh, Justin's like, you know, he's funny. Like he always, we had like Justin's so good many at inside explain- jokes. He's and good stuff at too. explaining coffee. Oh, for sure. For sure. He loves that shit. 
but yeah, I mean, he used to tell stories about like, you know, uh, sorry, Justin, uh, like smoking weed in the walk-in at seven stars when he was like a supervisor <laughs> Classic. You know? and he always was like, Hey man, I swear I never did it when you were the manager. <laughs> like he always, <laughs> of course. he made sure he's like, I never disrespected you like that, you know, wow. but it's what really a gentleman. Funny. Yeah. The first job I ever had when I was like 15 was in a meat market. Oh, man. And these dudes. I'm I'm glad you bring this up because I totally would have missed over that. And these dudes just like just railed me all the time. And you're a vegetarian. No, I wasn't at the time. Okay. But yeah, I got this job at this place. It was like down the street from where I grew up. And like I went in there with my mom one day and there was like a now hiring part time, you know, help or whatever. And so I asked about the job and I was like, oh, what's the job about, you know, it's like, oh, you know, you know, throwing like cleaning up boxes and throwing out trash, stuff like that, doing dishes. And so, you know, I was 15, like about to be 16 and getting my license, friends are getting the licenses and I'm like, oh, I want a job. Um, And so I was like, all right, I applied for this job. They hired me and, uh. My parents were kind of like, at the time, you know, we're like kind of straightforward and we're like, well, we want you to focus on school, school education's important, stuff like that, whatever. And so I got this job and I kind of wanted to like prove to them I could do both, even though I wasn't like some like fucking academic superstar Mm. by any means, but I was like, oh, I can do two things. So I started this job and it was like the first day I got there. Um, I walk in, they like introduce me to everyone and he's like, all right, he's like, there's this barrel. It's like a friggin' Rubbermaid giant trash can, and it's full of like blood and like fat trimmings. <laughs> and he's like, "You gotta, you gotta toss, you gotta dump this and like clean it out." And so I was like, "Okay, cool." I was like super tiny at the time, <laughs> and this thing weighed like as much as I did. Yeah. And so I'm dragging it out of the building, and like they have like a specific like fat dumpster that's like. Looks like just a regular dumpster, but it was designated for they poured like fat trimmings and stuff into it. So I like flip that lid open and it's like the summertime and it's just like the smell, the flies, and I'm just like (laughs) losing it. So I'm like trying to get this thing up over my head. It's like spilling out on me and stuff. Bucket of blood. And I like get it dumped in there, you know, and it's like, okay, cool. And so he's like, now you're going to clean it out. So it's like I'm filling it with like hot water and bleach and like having to like reach like into <laughs> the bucket, like entire head in this bucket to like scrub Jeez. the bottom with a brush. And I was like, this kind of sucks, but like I don't want to be a quitter already. It's like maybe it gets better. I don't know. I've never had a job before. That was maybe. the first task you had. Yeah, to do. that was literally the first task. And so I'm like thinking to myself like, oh, I guess this is what work is. Like this sucks. Every day is going to be like going to a Guar concert. Exactly. <laughs> and so it was disgusting. There was like this crazy guy that worked there who was like such. Now that I think about it, he was like he had like such a little man complex as well, you know. He was and, built like Moby. Yeah, I mean, he had this like he had this like ridiculous pickup truck, uh, you know. He was always challenging people to home run derbies. Exactly. And stuff. I mean, you might as well been. But I remember he was like always like would pull up and he was like blasting like old Metallica or Megadeth <laughs> in the car. Like wait, but like good Metallica, good Metallica, good Metallica. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and oh, so respect. Yeah, but he was just like he was like an eighties guy that was like yeah, in the yeah. late nineties at okay. that point. Like he just hasn't gotten out of it, but he's like kind of a dick too. Sick. Um, oh, sounds like my type. And of so thing. they were just he was they were always like I mean I was like looking around. It's like man, everyone gets a break. Like I would work on a Saturday like an eight hour shift. Yeah, everybody got a break except me, and I'd be like, do I get to take a break? And they were like. Yeah, you can take five minutes. And so, like, they I were eat. never going to tell you unless you asked. <laughs> so, like, I'm in the back, like, eating, like, chicken nuggets that they had because they had, like, a, a, like, a prepared food section as well. So, yeah. I would get, like, some chicken nuggets and, like, microwave them. And I'm, like, in the back, like, eating them. And it was like, they'd be like, come on, you got to get back to work. And I'm, like, like shoveling these things down <laughs> so I can, like, go clean the bandsaw that's, like, just cut up all like, the a lamb. bandsaw. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. And so they started calling me Stick because I was so skinny. Like, they'd be oh like, Stick, God. get back to work. I thought they like, were big fans of uh, uh, what, what is it, Ninja Turtles? Oh, no, that's Splinter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Splinter. What's it based on Daredevil? Daredevil is what Stick's from. And so... Like, they ended up doing this, like, 
all of the guys got together to go play paintball, and they were like, "Come with us, come with us." Oh jeez! So <laughs> we're I like, gonna listen to Metallica and play paintball. Let's basically, go. Basically, and I'm like, at the time, I don't know any better. I'm like, man, this guy's kind of cool. <laughs> like, you know, whatever. So we go to play paintball, this like indoor paintball place, and it's got like two like fortresses on either side, That's right? Awesome. And you like start off on teams or whatever. Yep. And so. We're playing and we're like doing whatever. And then this guy on my team, this other guy. Had you ever played paintball before? No, I had never played paintball before. So this guy on my team, he's like, hey, stick. And I turn around and he just starts like unloading oh, on me. What a piece of shit. I'd never been hit with a paintball before. These are like real actual paintball yeah. guns. And I'm like, these hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he starts hitting me and I'm like trying to get away from him and he's like chasing me through this like fortress that's like our team's fortress and i'm not i'm like disoriented at this point yeah you're so just i run out. like right out into the open field and like oh, all the dudes no. on the other right team into no man's land just like start oh. like unloading on me and then they're just like laughing at me as like the guy who's like the referee who's like the guy who works with him he's like all right stop stop, stop. <laughs> and i'm just like he's had enough destroyed and they just kept going you know what i mean and so like at the time, I was like, man, that's oh really messed God. up. But I didn't know any better. You Did know they all mean? have, like, the, that decked out, like, paintball gear? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, like, these dudes would like play. These dudes looking. would play, like, yeah, in yeah. the woods and shit. I was going to say, yeah. I'm picturing one of those situations where you show up for your first time playing paintball. And they're like, all right, let's go. And then they start gearing up with all this gear and, yeah. like, tactical armor. And you're just like, oh, shit. See, what am I, I about I to be in for? I remember the first time I ever went paintballing, I was probably, like, 11. And, like... I didn't realize how bad it hurt. So like I, I had like a, just like a, like yeah. a, it yeah. was like in the winter. So I had like a sweatshirt on. Yeah. And the first one I was like, what the fuck? Like, I know, dude. I had, I had, I had like, no one told me to wear like a, like a big had, jacket had, or something. I had bruises you know? like all like, over yeah, me from it. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. So, so that was like, I was like, oh man, that was kind of messed up or whatever, you know? And then like the, I think one of like the tipping points finally for me was like, wait, how long did you work there for? Uh, it ended up being like six or seven months. Okay, I was gonna say like, which was a long time at that point. Still, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, that's so, a lot of abuse. So like, there was a day where like I I used to ride my bike to work because I still didn't have my license yet. Yeah, and I started riding my bike to work, and it started like torrential downpouring. Oh jeez! And so my parents were both at work. Nobody could come bring me like dry clothes. And I like show up to work and the guy who owns it, he's like, you're soaking wet, you know, <laughs> I'm like drenched, you know, yeah. and so coming out of the rain here, son. Yeah. And so I, I get there and he's like, you're soaked. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, it's too bad. You got to clean out the walk in today. <laughs> And literally made me go in the walk-in freezer, and they had this like back corner. It was called the chicken pit, and so like Why essentially was it called the chicken pit. It was like where they kept all the fresh chicken, and they had these like those like you know those like wax like boxes that they like yeah, you put yeah, like yeah. ice in, and yep. you put all the raw chicken in and stuff like that. So it was like this corralled area that like uh, it had like a lip on the floor with like a drain, like a floor drain. So it would catch all like the, the chicken, chicken juice, juice that yeah. would like drip out, but it was like a freezer essentially, you know what I mean? And so you'd have to move oh, all the man. chicken, take out the racks, like wash everything. That's And fucked. then like that use, like- using like a bench scraper, you had to like scrape and like get up all of like the congealed chicken juice on the bottom. I can't yeah, believe you like sat at this job for fun. That's yeah. like an OSHA violation making somebody do that. Probably. With, like, but literally drenched in this yeah. and like came out and like my clothes were like crinkling from like, because the, they were like actually half frozen. You know what I mean? And it was yeah, like, you, you look like, like Jack like, Torrance at the end just, of the shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it was like, you think back on it. It's like, dude, that is so fucked up. You know that is I mean? extremely I had no up. fucking clue though. But shortly after that, I left that job. I remember when uh, I worked at Aunt Carrie. Can I even say that? Yeah, Aunt Carrie's. I'll fucking say it. I don't care. Um, Damn, he said it, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. So there was this dude, Justin, that worked there, and he was like pretty funny guy. I think you know him, actually. He has Maybe. like he has like two last names. I forget. Anyway. Not many do, but. So okay. our boy Christian fucking locked him in the walk-in that was outside of the restaurant. And told my friend Joe, who was a dishwasher when we were like 15, like, hey, like, go down there and unlock this walk-in. But there was a walk-in and a walk-in freezer 
And my buddy Joe, like, unlocked the wrong one. And, like, 30 minutes later, like, someone, like, went down there and just heard banging. And he was just Wait, locked. so he, wait, he locked somebody in there? He like, locked, he meant to yeah. say he went he, down no, there he and locked, locked the someone, wrong one? He locked someone in the fridge. And he was like, oh, go unlock this person, thinking the joke would be they go to unlock it and this person bursts out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Only they unlock the wrong one. Wrong one. Was exactly, still, oh, exactly. Fuck. And then like like a half an hour, 45 minutes later, this dude, Justin, was just like still in there and someone That's got so him out. But fucked. like, And the dude that locked him in there was like a waiter. So like he was like busy. Like yeah. he would have never came down to the oh, walk-in. You know what I mean? That's so messed up. What about Mark? You've had some leadership roles for sure. Like, yeah. So you've interviewed a lot of people. Like, have you ever had some like really wacky interviews? Um, I mean, probably, yeah. But I, I think one of my favorite interviews that I ever did, um, not at Bolt, somewhere prior to that. Yeah. Um, this person showed up for the interview, and like, they took off their coat, and their arms were just like bleeding like profusely <laughs> what <laughs> and, I request and elaboration I, and i like look oh and i'm like, like wait like freshly cut yes bleeding? like bleeding Whoa, dude. and i'm like are you okay it's like yeah i just moved and i have a cat that gets really stressed out oh. and i tried to put it in a, in like a crate before the interview and the cat i guess she was like running late for this interview Holy and the shit. cat like just like went to town on her like i'm saying like not like cat scratches it was like full-on bleeding like it looked like she got cut with a knife but like Fuck. could she have been lying she could have but it looked it like looked it, like it, it was scratches. so frantic yeah, looking it was, that it was like and i mean she willingly took off her but that's the thing like, yeah 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 took off her I, coat fucking wild. to do the interview and i was I, yeah like, the like whole time i'm the trying to whole time I'm trying to interview this person, I'm just oh like God, looking so at like yeah. her bleeding arms. I'm just like concerned. I'm like, do you want like paper towels, Romero like film. anything? And it was just so, oh, it was just very weird. That is fucking um, absurd. Yeah. That was probably one of the weirdest interviews I That's ever nuts. did. And it was mostly because of just the circumstance did of you, it. Did you hire her? No. Why? Uh, Blood everywhere, bro. <laughs> no, I don't remember. I think there was some other reasons, but that was like, it wasn't, kind of, it wasn't the bloody arms. It wasn't, it wasn't bloody arms. It was just like, but yeah, it was like a weird, I mean, obviously if you can think of, you know, somebody who goes to interview and then like, doesn't try to hide that. And it's just like bleeding profusely. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I'm going to just like own this right now. It's just a little strange, you know, but how, how about a worst customer you've ever had to deal with? Oh boy! Have you ever had like a bad repeat customer, like those people that are regulars yeah, like and think they own the place because they're regulars? Yeah. yeah, there's a, there's a few of those. I mean, the be- one of the best was like um, there was this guy who used to come to Hava Java. Yeah, and he always used to talk shit about me. He would like imply that Wait, like I w- to your face. Yeah, yeah, and he would always make jokes about me being gay because I worked with all these girls, and it was like you work at a coffee shop, you're not like a man, man. You know what I mean? He was just like one of those like, yeah, macho just toxic idiots. masculinity for yeah. sure, for sure. Like way back in the day, you know. And so he used to make these comments all the time, and like I didn't care. I just was like, yeah. whatever, man. You know. And like one day he came in, and there was like nobody in the place you know, like customers and like we just stood at the counter and I was like pretending I didn't see him and I'm like, oh man, I wish we had some customers, you know, and he's like standing there You're trying to order a coffee. Them? Yeah, just, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he like storms out of the place and like throws a fit and I'm like, what is this guy doing? So he came back, you know, a few days later and I just kind of called him out. I was like, dude, how, how can you come in here and like talk shit to me every day and all I did was like pretend I didn't see you and you get pissed off. Yeah, it's like you do one thing to fuck with them back. Yeah, and like not even that bad. Like the dude's like, you know, making accusations about like what my sexuality yeah. is yeah. because I work at a coffee shop, you really know, what I mean? which to is cut like you. which is already it's like, you know, it it wasn't a thing that bothered me, but it's just like dog, what are you doing? Yeah. And so he starts like flipping out on me. And he like grabs his coffee and he whips it over the counter at me. What? And so I like move out of the way. Whoa, hit the table. I move out of the way. It like hits like the donut rack. It like gets everywhere. And then he storms out. Wow. And so, you know, at at the time, I think. Did you own it at the time? 
I th- I think I did. Oh, I think so I did. Damn. So you could have like. Uh, no, actually, I didn't. No, <laughs> I, it was before that. But uh, Rocky kind of got wind of what happened. He knew the guy. He found out what the guy's phone number was, oh, and he sh- called him up, and he was like, "Meet me at the coffee shop tomorrow morning at like six a.m." Right? We opened like pretty early. So the guy gets there. He kind of comes in all quiet. And Rocky's like, hey, come with me. And he says to me, he's like, Mark, you come too. And so we go into like the pawn shop and they've got like those like metal shutters down. So it's like the solid one. So it's just like dark in there, you know? And this guy's like kind of like, oh, what's going on? (laughs) And so Rocky, Rocky just like starts going off on him. And he's just like... He's like, you know, you come into my coffee shop, you throw a cup of coffee at my employee, you know, you cause a scene. He goes, you talk shit to this kid all the time, blah, 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 you know. And the guy's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Rocky. I'm sorry. And so he's flipping out. And he's like, you look him in the eye and you apologize. (laughs) And so the guy is like defeated and like looking at me. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. And he's like, you're sorry for what? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> Take it back I'm to grade sorry school. for all the jokes I make about you and for throwing a cup of coffee at you. And so Rocky was like, all right. And he, so he could have ended there. And he's like, listen, he goes, don't think you're going to get out of this by going, he's going somewhere else now and avoiding us. He goes, if I see you at Honeydew, I'll drag you out of that place <laughs> and beat the shit out of you. He goes, you're going to come here and continue to give me your money every day. And the guy so was like, was kind of okay. like, he was kind of like Sonny from a Bronx town. Yeah. Dude, I fucking yeah. this like he just ran ass. the hood. And I can't even believe Mark. It seems like working at Hava Java, you had to deal with all these fucking toxic male fucking assholes. And every time you came out on top. I mean, it seems that way. Yeah. Come, I mean, like, come yeah. on. You no, for, sure. That's, for sure. That's I mean, two men. The home run king, sure. bro. The but home like, run king of Woonsocket. And like thinking about it, it's like, it's a, it was like a totally different time. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like for early sure. 2000s. But like, steroid era. Still. Not, not, that, not that that stuff's not like wrong, but it's like, you know what I mean? It just wasn't like viewed out the same way yeah, at the course, time. Yeah, of course. You know, and it was just like, oh, well, this it was more, man, you know, normalized. For sure. And so. When the game was ours. But I mean, like, for him to threaten the guy and be like, you're going to continue to come in and that give me money sick. every day. And if I see you going somewhere else for coffee, I'm going to beat you up. That yeah. is some like Scorsese. You know what I mean? Fucking. And so the guy used to come in every day and he would literally come in, have his head like hung down and you'd be like, oh, you know, small French vanilla, whatever. And he would come in and get it every day. Just that like is super just defeated. And it was just crazy. like, Dude, it was be, really funny. It'd be sick if they had like a hardcore crime drama like Soprano series, only it's like a coffee shop owner. Like, where the fuck you mean you don't have my fucking beans, dude? Where the fuck are my beans? I need these fucking beans. <laughs> I'd be sick, dude. HBO, we should hit him up about oh, this. Yeah. It would be good because you could like have like the whole like, you know, like importing coffee, importing drugs thing. Shooting it. guns in the batting cage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like you know, yeah. there's a whole character line where the home run derby is a whole episode. Of, yeah. One of them's based off of Rocco Baldelli, and he's like yeah. the one that's trying to go straight. My son plays fucking know? baseball. Yeah, it was really a weird time. Like, I look back on it and, like, you know, I, I think there was, like, a lot of, when I left there, it was, like, I kind of was, like, failing at being a business owner when I, like, left there. So I think I left a little bit and was kind of, like, not showing my face for a while because I was, like, kind of just, like, disappointed oh, yeah, and, like, yeah. whatever. But, you know, then, like, as just life happens and you start to, like, kind of go through more stuff and, like, you know, things start becoming more like politically aware and stuff like that. And I'm just like thinking back and it's like, dude, like there's just so many crazy things that happened in that place that were just like so weird. And like those guys weren't bad guys. You know what I mean? Like they were always good. Like they always took care of you. And like, you know, it's just like not in a conventional way. Yeah. I mean, mean? he was unconventionally taking care of you by threatening a regular. And so like one of the guys, the guy who was my coach, Carl, he like just bought like a, like a condo that like is next door to my parents. You know what I mean? So like I was there like at my parents' house today, he was like moving in and like, I haven't seen him in forever. You know, it's like, he came up, gave me a hug and you know what I mean? Like, they're 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 good guys, you yeah. know, and that and they always just love to fuck it's like, around. It's, but it's they like just the sandlot. They just didn't have a filter either. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there was just no worries about that. And like they just kind of did their thing and just like yeah. So I don't know. It's a funny place that like I will like have some pretty funny memories of. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah.
That's why I like pull my phone out. So you came unprepared. Yeah, well, I didn't remember until we were. Oh my god! I can't deal with this. Like, so did Rocky ever think to name the place Baseball Barista? (laughs) No. Not that I know of. I mean, why not, though? That's a good name for a coffee shop. It, like, is, it, be, it could be all baseball-themed, you know? Yeah. You got to get to home plate to take your coffee yeah. order. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> Maybe that's your calling. Will you come work for me? Uh, sure. <laughs> you got to dress in the Detroit Tigers outfits, okay. though. Yeah, I wish yeah. I still had that. I do still have the bat that I won the contest Hell with. Hell yeah. That's it, was like a brand, it was like a brand-new like black Louisville slugger, and so... Uh, I still got that. You got it, yeah. like, up on the wall? It's not up on a wall. It's in a closet right now, but I should Dude, have it. Dude, come on. Uh, you got you got to should have it, like, it mounted, you gotta professionally like a, yeah, mounted. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Woonsocket Hall of Fame. Dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, before we wrap up here, folks, uh, we just want to mention that uh, friend of the pod, Matty Boy Riggs, you may know him as Matt Reagan, has uh, he's starting up a new kitchen in... Uh, down in Kingston, the Emporium, I think. The Emporium, the old Burger Shack. So he's got a GoFundMe for startup costs. So we're definitely going to contribute to it, and we would encourage all listeners and fans of Matt Reagan, which I'm assuming you all are. Because uh, he's really good at like making food, right? Dude, kid kills it. Slanging that tuna coolie, among other things, if you know what I mean. <laughs> in those basketball shorts. To and fro. <laughs> Hither and yon. So anyway... Um, just go to GoFundMe and search New Wave Kitchen. We'll we'll put the link up like uh, on our yeah, Instagram I got that. or some shit. I'll put it up on that. I so think we'll, I already did, but I'll do it again. We'll put it up there, and we're gonna have him on to talk about it. But yeah, New Wave Kitchen. Look it up on GoFundMe. Support Matt Reagan. Dead ass. Uh, Mark, you have been a gem to have on this hey, podcast. Thanks, man. thanks. Yeah, thanks and for coming. I, I, hope, I knew you. Hopefully, were I didn't say too much uh, incriminating info. That's no, fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, you got some more for next time. Yeah, yeah. And I'll bleep out anything that is too bad, but I don't okay. think anything was too bad. Yeah, yeah. You didn't say anything like last week. Also, yeah. I gotta say that I was cur- I I'm an idiot because I was saying that Jr. was doing automatopoeia, and that's not what automatopoeia is. What is it? Because uh, I was confused. Automatopoeia like, is like boom, wham. Yeah, I was you like, I, mean? I knew it had something to do with like phonetics, I, but I, I was I, like, I was, yeah. like, I was eh, whatever. It's fucking, you know, you know how it goes. Wow, well, how embarrassing. Anyway, I'm Max Messier Richter. I'm Dan Cotter. And I'm Mark Hunley. <laughs> this is the Racks Edition <laughs> podcast. Every, this is what's behind the scenes. Cook it in the kitchen, everybody, where we eat all. Oh. Racks Edition. Stories from the kitchen.